What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back for another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, we explore yet more secrets of how to build a great solar business for 2022. This week, I thought it was time we talked with a solar company who has survived the ups and downs of the industry and are about to celebrate their 20th anniversary in the industry. An awful lot has changed in 20 years, of course, and Springer Solar from Brisbane have not only managed to survive, they've managed to thrive. And today, the business is run by the second generation of the Springer's family. I managed to convince Eddie Springer to join me and talk about how to survive 20 years in solar. Eddie, welcome to Great Solar Business. Thanks, Nigel. Lovely to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you, my friend. Um, um, I appreciate you taking time out of your day, mate. And, um, you know, I was, I was thinking back actually and thinking, it seems like only yesterday I was chatting with your dad, Brian, uh, about how he had plans for his boys to come in and take over the business one day. And here we are with you, Joe and Mick all working together to, to, to run, you know, your empire now. Uh, how did the business start? And how, and more importantly, how did you guys come to wrestle control from from the old man? Yeah, well, uh, Brian used to have a nickname and probably still does a little bit less these days as being the Oracle. So uh-huh. he used to be able to predict trends and and predict different ways that things were going. And and when he spoke, we listened. So um, Joe, Dad, and and Cheryl, my mum, started the business twenty years ago. Uh, off the back of uh, Joe working in the uh, caravan camping sort of industry mm-hmm. and not people not being able to get reliable uh, low ELV advice, so 12, 24-volt system sort of advice for running fridges and lights and camping setups and caravans and, and full drives and everything that goes with it. So Dad got sick of Joe's phone calls because Dad was had just moved out of a business he was previously running yeah. and and said to Joe one day, well, is nobody doing this? And Joe said, no, no, no. We, we've got limited stuff we have at our camp store, which that camping store became uh, BCF. So one of the largest camping stores in the country started in Launton um, oh. as, as Camp Mart. And, yeah. um, and, and they just weren't doing it. So Joe and dad got their heads together and, and wanted to open a little retail store. And mum and dad had come out of a service industry with lots of employees and service trucks and, and vans and trucks on the road doing uh, data and communications and background music and nurse call and, and all of that stuff. And um, they were adamant they were never going to employ an installer or an electrician or a data tech ever again. <laughs> they just wanted to move boxes and, and, and sell equipment through a retail store. Nice, simple little retail business. Yeah, yeah. And that lasted about six months, I think. <laughs> So yeah, wow. we started back then. We had connections back then with our five. Uh, RF Industries were around helping Dad in his previous business doing uh, sound data and communications. And Dad knew that they had this 
thing on their price list called BP Solar, and um, and got them in to have a chat and said we want to um, we want to sell this stuff, and uh, and that's that was the they were the humble beginnings. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> and and you know now nearly twenty years on, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you and Joe and Mick are, are, are running the show, right? Yeah, so over the 20 years, um, we've worked heavily in the business trying to build it and, and, and work to build staff and build customer base and, 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 and grow the business. And, uh, you know, mum's goal was to, to get out at a certain age and that age came and, and we sort of said, well, look, we want to we take this thing and, and grow it more and move, move it further. And, uh, and, and we, um, we negotiated. We, we always had a succession plan. As you should mm-hmm. do in a, in a business like that, and um, mm-hmm. and we we negotiated a uh, a buyout, and uh, and we bought them out, and Joe Mick and I are all sole directors, and and take on the burden now of of, of running a, a medium enterprise. <laughs> the next twenty years, you got yeah to... for the next twenty years, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, good on you, good on you. That's a great intro. Um, so. Yeah, let's let's dive in because what I'm really interested in here is, you know, what have, what have you learned over the 20 years? And, you know, at the risk of sounding very, very old, I remember doing a product launch in Brisbane for, for Grid Connect kits for BP in around 2003, I think. Had a room full of solar dealers and I remember your dad was there and we were, uh, we were proudly launching this fabulous new Grid Connected solar thing uh, that no one was really doing back then. And I remember looking at your dad and his eyes lit up. You're talking about him being the Oracle. I could see his, his you know, the, the, the wheels turning over in his brain and he, he really liked the potential of it, but he was, he was skeptical that we could sell a $24,000, 1.5 kilowatt system with a 40 year payback, I'd have to say. Um, but you know, he got going and, and, you know, out of the RV sector and then into the off grid sector and, uh, and then into the on grid sector, uh, off you guys have gone. How how did you know when to adapt to new markets? I mean, that's always a thing, right? As markets change and opportunities change, you know, what's the what's the secret sauce that you've got for knowing, you know, when to take that leap? When to how, how do you avoid being too early into a market? You know, how do you adapt like that? Yeah, well, I remember it a little differently. I remember Corey from BP Solar US. And he came out and spoke to us at a conference yes. in Coffs Harbour. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so all the BP dealers were there. And Corey came out and he was a big flamboyant American. And he said to us, solar is no longer a cottage industry. Solar is a contractor's game. And this is big business. And if you're not electrical contractors, you need to be. So mm-hmm. at that point, we weren't electrical contractors. For the mm-hmm. small off-grids we did, we subbied out the electrical and we helped out and we, 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 we sold the system, uh, but we weren't contractors. So we left that Coffs Harbour conference with, with the glint in dad's eye over this, this new and emerging market. Uh, yeah. and, and we employed our first electrician and mum applied for the, the electrical contracting license as the business owner. And we yeah. partnered up with an employee electrician who was, who was a little older and, and looking to move out of his own business and work in, in a business for, uh, for some stability of wages and everything else. And, and that was the big step. Yeah, and right. so, so it was, it was our BP solar connection that, um, that really, like you said, that those BP kits for, for $24,000 installed <laughs> for a one and a half. 
I still remember doing a, uh, I think it was a six kilowatt system for about $65,000. Beautiful. Um, and, and, and we didn't talk about ROI then. It wasn't about no. ROI. It, it was no. about saving energy and being self-sufficient and, and, and generating energy in your own home. Those same things we're talking about now, we've come full with circle. Batteries. Back, with batteries. With batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so though, yep. that experience back then of, of selling without an ROI for self-sufficiency and, and self-consumption are all just coming back. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it, it's been a wild ride and, and it's been, it's been uh, a difficult time. But we, you know, we, from that retail environment, where we were very customer focused in his, in his teenage years and worked at Domino's and, and he had that real customer focus and customer interaction. Um, and, and yep. he brought that into the business. So we made sure that we mm -hmm. did the right thing by our customers and we, and mm -hmm. we continue to do so. And that's, I think that's our big, uh, uh, you know, that's the, the thing that we have built our business around. Is, yep. is doing right by our customers. Well, th that's a perfect segue because, of course, you, you know, you've had all these changes and, and you've you've had the old man sitting in the background being the wise old oracle, which is a, a blessing to have someone sitting back there going, well, I reckon it's going to go this way. Or I reckon now's the right time or now's not the right time, conversely, to, to make these these leaps. And you guys have, have timed those leaps beautifully. So, so well done you. Um, but... You know, over the years, you've seen all those seen all those things change, and and you've had the market changing all around you, and the you know the solar coaster. What are the top three things that you got right that you that, that stand out for you along the way? Oh, so build, building for growth, but building sustainably. Now, th mm -hmm. this is a double edged sword in that mm -hmm. we've seen companies absolutely shoot for growth and thrive and build big businesses while we've gone steady as you go. But mm -hmm. there's not many of them that, have, that, are, that are still around that have built these big national empires that, that didn't fall over, you know, two or three years later when the mm -hmm. market changed. So mm -hmm. steady, sustainable growth and slowly putting things in place to build the business up. And, mm -hmm. and some of that may have been a little bit too risk adverse, but it has allowed us to grow sustainably and and year on year growth and and continue to to build the business uh in in a way that we're able to manage you know mm -hmm. still have control still have our weekends you know still have mm -hmm. a good work-life balance mm -hmm. uh and, and and grow the business um slowly but sustainably mm -hmm. i like it because uh, you know I was, I was listening to another solar podcast uh today actually and hearing uh, a story about a, a big contractor from uh, from Queensland somewhere, and uh, you know, talking about you know doing ten hour days on the tools and then coming home and then doing all his paperwork and being up till midnight every day, and and you know the toll that it took on him obviously was enormous. It was yep. just enormous, and it's 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 really interesting to watch different businesses and and how they approach survival and growth and you know you know building out a future for for their kids like like uh, your old man did which is awesome um and and you guys have, have uh, i've watched you um 
you know, go after those opportunities. But it is interesting to hear you talk about that, you know, just not not going for, uh, you know, not, not going for broke. growth for the sake of it yeah. and going for broke and killing yourself along the way, right? Have a good time. Yeah. Make sure that you've got your work-life balance right. Make sure that you're looking after your people. Make sure that everyone's happy along the way so that you can survive the ups and downs, right? Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Those first five, ten years when we were young and keen and energetic, we were we were smashing out the hours and we were we were putting it in and yeah. and, and for not yeah. much money back then too. But we yeah. we could see the potential. We we yep. knew that it 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 could be something uh, bigger and better and um and something that we could could really build around. And there's a there's a third generation in the business now. So Joe's son, uh, younger son, Jonty. Is an electrical school-based apprentice. My niece oh, and my nephew. Yeah, and his Joe's other son wants to to join the fraternity next year as an apprentice. So uh, my niece and my nephew work in the business as well. So there is already another generation coming through. So it's really good. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so nice to to hear a story about that. You know, you know, you don't have to be the biggest. And this is one thing I I do like about what you guys have done is you know you've built a a hugely successful thriving business and you survived 20 years, which is a miracle for any business. Um, but you know, you've done it in a, in a way that respects a bit of humanity along the way. And, and there's a lot to be said for, you know, going for broke and, and being the biggest in the world. And there's also a lot to be said for, you know, just building a nice, healthy business. And uh, I know there's a lot of other solar retailers out there who would share that view that they're not necessarily trying to change the world. They just want to make a good living and an honest living and, you know, watch their kids grow up. So yeah, I, good on you. I, I remember Mike Russell at a uh, BCSE conference uh, talking about the Springers and if you couldn't get employees and staff, you could be like the Springers and just breed them. Well, that is where <laughs> well, we've come full circle in that unemployment numbers are low. We can't get we can't get staff. We can't get electricians. So we are we are back around again and just breeding breed, more Sparkies. Breed some more stuff. I love it. Now, let's look at it from the other side, uh, because I know there's been hard times along the way, mate, and, um, you know, no business has a, a smooth ride all the way. What are the, the toughest three lessons and the, 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 big, the big three mistakes that you can think of that you've made along the way that, you know, really taught you something? Yeah, so I think it's choosing products carefully. So, mm. and, and, and although you might want to go early and, and, and sometimes you need to, to be ahead of the curve a little bit, but it's it's about letting the market sort of uh, feel a product out a little bit, or it it is a big liability. And and, and we spoke about batteries before, and and that's that's quite um, we've seen that over our over our twenty years with with new and fandangle batteries being released that that promise the the world and deliver very little, and mm-hmm. and getting caught with that liability with our customers. And again, mm-hmm. we're being customer focused. We're we're buying them, buying them out. We're we're removing that product, and and if it's at our cost, it's at our cost, you know. Mm-hmm. And putting in something that that is going to deliver the expectation and and the expectation of them and and the expectation of us. So it's a it, it, it's a pretty uh, careful and considered uh, decision when we're choosing new product. When it and, comes and to that's product, re- yeah, mm-hmm. and that's really difficult when your competitors are are. Um, can be significantly cheaper than you on on what looks like similar mm-hmm. components or similar gear. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, yep. So I, I remember I talking to you about that. this yeah. late. 
I remember talking to you about this uh, late last year, actually, and saying, how are you going with the, with the supply shortage, you know? And uh, that was one thing where, again, you guys had, you know, the benefit of hindsight, I guess. Uh, you'd secured your supply. It had cost you a little bit of cash, but you knew that things were going to be tight. Um, you worked with your suppliers who you'd been loyal to and worked with along the way, and you were able to get through those ups and downs around that product supply and 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 again maybe you know a little bit um uh, less less of a risk position than some might have taken in the industry but i um you know you look at some people who are overstocked now and have got products that's the wrong price and everything else and you know that can that can kill a business very quickly so um so good on you so and and what else what are the, what are the other things that come to mind that you know where you've seen things where you've got ah we didn't quite get that right. We'd do that a different way if we had our time again. I think uh, the e-commerce side of the business was three, maybe even five years behind where it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, that that low voltage product into that uh, online selling space has really we 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 missed the mark there. We were we were ahead of everyone else with with the product we had in those retail stores. And I don't think we got it right in how quickly we got it online and built our online business. Mm-hmm. So there's those, those big retail chains that came after us selling equipment we had, you know, three and five years earlier mm-hmm. in, in just that RV electronics, you know, spotlights and, and LED light bars and, and winches and pumps and all that sort of stuff that, that we were ahead of the game in the retail space but didn't move fast enough into that e-commerce space. Mm. We're definitely there now. We've built that now, but we, I think we missed a bit of momentum in that. We were too slow there. Yeah, yeah. Because the RV space, and, and I know, I, I mean, I've sent my old man up to you to get his a couple of vans fitted out for him. I've been up and bought a fridge or three off you over the years and f- fitted out our little camper van from from the great gear that you've got there. The RV side of your business is it's still important to you, I'm gathering, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Every, every mm. time we look at the numbers, we realise how, how important it is. Mm. Mm. So I guess that's the other thing is that, you know, when, when I first met you guys, you were, you were clearly experts in the RV space, but you'd, brought, you'd pushed into the off-grid space, a natural transition, because it's the same kind of tech, just bigger, and then you moved into on-grid. But you've, you've, you've always held on to that. So, I mean, that's the other thing about you guys. You've got this retail presence in the in the rv space you've got a little bit of uh, uh, um, presence in the off-grid space and plenty of experience there and plus you've got the on-grid and i know you've done some commercial as well so i mean surely managing i mean uh, with this come this is a theme that comes up a lot on this show when we talk about you know needing to have enough diversity in the business to ride the ups and downs but but also having to be really careful not to get to get spread too thin right yeah. and and how have you how have you what have you learned out of that yeah having good people to to steer those different departments is key uh-huh. but people the yeah. we, we spoke about that rv space it's such a good training ground for off-grid and residential solar and commercial because it gives you an understanding of those smaller components and how they work in any electrical system and mm-hmm. and some of my best guys have come through from that RV workshop space right through to onto the trucks to electrical apprentices to 
to uh, qualified electricians and, and off-grid accredited and CEC accredited and all, all the tickets that go with it. That, mm. br- that is a breeding ground for really good knowledge and training and, and an upskill of, of someone uh, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And what about competition, Eddie? The, the industry, you know, has gone from, you know, literally a, a handful of 20, 30, 40 players in the early days to now, you know, somewhere around 5,000 solar companies out there. Competition's ferocious. I'm, I'm continually blown away uh, by the number of new entrants still coming into the industry, or, or perhaps some of them are not new players, but they're actually existing players with new trading names. What, what's the Springer's solar secret to surviving against this intense competition and this intense focus on, you know, just cheap, 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 cheap? What, how have you guys navigated that? Well, it's, it's bloody hard. Um, but it's, it's selling with integrity. And it's educating the consumer. And, and my pet hate is, is consumers that just compare kilowatt to kilowatt without even looking at brands mm-hmm. or without even looking at the structure of the company that they're buying from. So mm-hmm. we, we're educating our customers about how we do things and how mm-hmm. the way we do things might be differently different to the alternative. So talking about the way it's going to be installed and how we're going to interact and, and that the, the guys are, are not, not subcontractors, that the guys are on staff and, and that, that although these two products and these two um, solutions might look the same, they're far from it. And there's a reason for that, that price disparity. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just education, education, and more of, 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 of selling the brand, you know, selling Springer's Solar mm-hmm. over selling a five kilowatt system or a 6.6 kilowatt system. Mm-hmm. It's about selling what we do and what we do differently. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm as puzzled by it as you are, but it, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a customer wrote on our Facebook page the other day about, about a hit, hit and run, you know, plenty of solar companies are, are hit and run devices in that they come in, they hit, they sell, and then they run and they're never to mm-hmm. be seen again. And mm-hmm. so it's about educating people that, that we're not going to do a hit and run, that we're going to be there. We've got the service vans because solar is a, um, it's something that, that you go back to and it's something you've got to be able to service and support and, 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 and things don't always go perfectly. And, and you, you do get products that are in and you've got to have that service and customer support to be able to do that. And all of that costs money. It does. It does. It does. Uh, That's a perfect segue, actually, to take a break and listen to a word from our sponsors. Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters, SMA, Fronius and Sungro, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au. 
Well, there you go. Talking about uh, support and making sure that uh, when the chips are down, you've got people behind you. Uh, do look up our sponsors, uh, the guys at Solar Juice, and know this inside out. And uh, so do look them up. And, and thanks heaps to the guys at Solar Juice for supporting the show. All right, Eddie, let's look ahead now. You've, you've got 20 years under belt. No pressure, but you've got to make it last another 20 years with your brothers uh, and the kids who are coming into the business now. Um, what are you going to do to survive the next 20 years? And, and, and maybe more specifically, in the next year or two, what do you think the big adaptions are that you're going to have to make? Oh, it's, it's definitely EVs and home storage. We're seeing it already. So we've gone mm-hmm. from installing no EV charges 12 months ago or very rarely to, to doing three EV charges a week. Wow. And, and with EVs and EV charging comes the need for home solar and storage and larger systems and system upgrades. So that home energy system space and, uh, is, is where the next part of the, the, the growth we think will come. Mm-hmm. Um, working with larger commercial entities now as well, in looking at maintenance contracts and 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 system uh, analysis, really, mm-hmm. um, we we see data as key, as you would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, data is absolutely critical for consumers to have a good experience from solar. Mm-hmm. So it's it's getting that data from the system, collating it, analysing it, and and being able to feed that back to the customer through service agreements or or system modifications or system upgrades. And, and there's going to be a huge sector in just solar service and solar maintenance. Mm. We're putting in that many kilowatts and that many megawatts of solar every year. It's going to need to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, the inevitable story about EVs and batteries that are slowly but surely coming and I'm with you. And, and I, I think so many installers have told us the same thing that they see that that's where it's going what what and and i'm gonna i'm gonna stretch you out a little bit further here mate but you know five years on you know you, you um you guys will be old wise uh solar uh, veterans by then uh you know with a with a long track record of experience under you both running the business and learning along the way do you think that in five years' time, solar retailing will still be a good business to be in? And, and how different do you think the market will be? What's, what's your most controversial prediction for where you think we'll be in five years, Eddie? Oh, I think there'll be... Con- oh, I'm hoping there's some sort of consolidation. I mm-hmm. think there are too many retailers and there, there are too many people doing different things. I think there has to be some form of consolidation. But... When we talk consolidation, we thought that would happen with module manufacturers, and it hasn't. So, mm, mm. Um, but I think solar retailers will will start to be a bit uh, a bit more um, not multinational, but and not so much corporate. But it'll be a you'll have some larger players playing in the space across um, larger regions, mm-hmm. and 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 that 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 may force us to to spread our wings a bit and, 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 and set some growth up in, in other parts of Queensland or, or we may consolidate into that space and, mm-hmm. and, and, and capture some more of the, the, the market through different installers in Queensland. But I think there's, there's strength in numbers and I think uh, in that space, I think 
having a broader base, uh, a common purchasing power, uh, a common service division and, and a common data center, I think that is where the market will move. Mm. We've, we've been wanting, uh, you know, I mean, this, this market is ripe for consolidation uh, or consolidation uh, for years and years and years. And in fact, we've gone backwards, you know, we've got even, yeah, we have. you know, we've got even more div- diverse and, and even more companies now and no one's ever managed to crack that. So yeah, and it's you. Been re- people have, tr- people have tried and they've fallen over trying to consolidate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So um, I like, yeah, but I'm with you. I think in the next five years, you know, you would hope that we'll see some consolidation in this industry so that 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 true economy of scale can really cut through because at the moment it's, uh, yeah, it's a bloodbath. Um, Last question before we wrap it up, mate, and I really appreciate your time. Last year was really, really strong. Uh, Queensland was was, um, uh, particularly strong. What's your prediction for this year do you think we can beat last year's 3.2 gigawatts installed uh i think it depends on a a a little election that was announced on the weekend um Uh but i i also think it it has slowed our Mm. our our growth predictions are not what we thought they would be but there is still growth for us Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been a contraction overall for the industry in the first couple of months of this year Mm, Um, we we we, we've still had growth, but it's been a lot less than what we thought. So, mm-hmm. um, look, I think that we will always have a, a big September, October, November, December. There's there's 20 years of graphs that I look at that says that will happen. I think <laughs> we will have a a bumper uh, June, uh, May, June, uh, as we do towards the end of fin year. Yep, that's um, usually strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is always strong with with businesses and commercial solar and tax dollars wanting to be offset. Yep. Um. So uh, we can feel it coming back already, and 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 we've come off a good a good March, um, a really soft January and February, but a good March, and and April's looking good too. So there there was a lot of factors in January February that affected uh, the industry, mm. uh, and 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 they will continue to be factors. And and look, it's it's. Although there's no barrier to entry, it's it's not an easy bloody business to be in. No, um, standards <laughs> changing, inverters <laughs> dropping off lists or, yeah. or, or requirements changing, yeah. uh, modules changing, sizing changing, rules and regulations changing, and uh, add with that it's a high risk industry. You know, we're working on roofs, safety uh, components and safety requirements. All of that is a a, a real challenges for the industry and 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 all of them need to be you need to pay your respect to each of those yeah that's uh that's so true mate that's so true and and yeah it's really it's really easy to get in it's not so easy to do it well right yeah beautiful um eddie it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show but sadly we are out of time thanks so much for joining us man no worries thanks nigel Thanks, mate. Um, Well, friends, that's a wrap. My name is Nigel Morris. I'm Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business.
Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.